Hello, everyone. Welcome to What's the Hook with Diane and Andy. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy has come out of his bunker in an undisclosed location, <laughs> and he's back with me, and we're actually in the same room. I am back from my mysterious travels to South American countries and parts unknown, and I am so happy to be back. I have missed, I have, I have missed your little punum, Andy. Oh my goodness. We are so overdue for this amazing chat we're going to have today. And Andy and I have been chatting for an hour already. Already. <laughs> we were, that, that was just, that was the pregame warm-up. Hopefully we remember what we were talking so, well, no, and the thing was, I, I had to show Andy because in his travels, somehow he missed Pedro Pascal on Saturday Night oh Live. So I had to show him the fan cam assembly sketch, which, is, which I am still giggling about. I know the restaurant sketch had everybody else. No, I mean, okay, with so, I wa- so, I, so that's the one that like everybody said to watch and I watched it and it's good. But you just show me fan cam assembly and I died. Right. I died. Right. He's everything you he, ate it up no he, crumbs left no crumbs left he is our slutty daddy <laughs> our cool slutty daddy <laughs> Pedro he Pesca, is so he funny is, he's the gift that keeps on he's giving the, yeah and he just has like the best sense of humor about himself yes and he's adorable nothing more attractive and, than a man who can yeah. laugh with you if anybody's listening that wants to give him my phone number we can definitely talk about that because all Andy. kinds of rumors online. So Andy, that's that's so generous of oh you. Goodness. Yeah, you know. Doing it for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, there's been a lot of TV news uh, since we have both joined you, so I'll do a quick rundown of that. I feel like I should have sent you a text with my condolences. About Reboot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. very sad. I, was, I mean, I loved it too, but... I really thought of you. I was like, damn, that sucks. It, it, it really does, because there were also such great setups for a season two. And uh, look, I think Hulu just wasn't sure what to do with the show, because it should have been dropped as a binge instead of like weekly. Yeah. That's and true. they should have ordered two seasons right out of the gate. They only did eight episodes, which isn't quite enough. So I under, and I understand streaming demands are different. I do understand that. And also, there's been so much going on at Disney. Just so much consolidation, whatever. There, there's well, been, there's yeah, just been a lot happening like there. This week, Bob Iger said Hulu layoffs. Might, well, layoffs, yes, and that Hulu Who? might might even be up for sale. Oh, which, that's been but that's been rumored for a while. Oh, I thought that wasn't just this week, but committing to it's to, been rumored it. for a while because Comcast owns a stake in Hulu. Yeah. So every so the people on the business side have always been wondering, well, what's going to happen with that with the whole Disney thing? And uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I have a feeling it's. We're going to be using Disney Plus a lot more, basically. Uh, There's already yeah. a lot of Hulu programming that you're finding. Because I don't Disney want Plus. the Disney stuff. I want, I love Hulu. It's I do like, too. It's probably my second favorite. And, and I love a lot of the Hulu originals. So I think they're doing and great so good, stuff. And I agree. I wish they would just like lean into it. And yeah, and I, I agree. And I, Disney's fine. And I like, you know, whatever. No, I don't want Disney stuff. I want Hulu grown up funny cool smart shows let's not alienate bob Iger right out of the gate okay no and um no let's not alienate him in any way (laughs) i also work for his wife Uh, so love him and hulu also canceled kindred after the one season i watched i think i watched three episodes of it interesting show um 
Steve Levitan did shop Reboot around, but sadly no one bit. It's funny that like that's the new thing is we're going to shop it around. You know, so for all these, a lot of these shows to get canceled. I just wonder, is that actually happening? Stars has picked up a couple of things. They did. They picked they, up some Minx. Showtime stuff. Are they Minx? And then they picked up a Showtime project called Three Women. Yes. That we thought, yeah. And it, again, Showtime, another place where everything's being consolidated for Paramount Showtime Global. Showtime is being, is really going through it. Let the right one in. Acts uh, after and one season. Off, and taken off the platform. That's the other thing is it's like a lot of these shows are not only getting canceled, but completely Removed. erased, yeah. frankly. They're pulling in HBO Max. It's sad. I know. Sad. American Gigolo, same fate. And Showtime is now being rolled into Paramount Plus, right? It's Paramount Plus with Showtime. With Showtime, yeah, but I don't know so why they're even bothering to do that. standalone presence, and so people are questioning whether it's even going to exist. Right. And this is what happens. There's like, there's consolidation. This is this is just part of the game. It's, yeah. It's interesting time we live in interesting times yes, we do. on the p- positive side there have been some renewals andy our favorite acapulco over yes. has been renewed for season three at apple tv plus uh your fave mayfair witches is going to have a season two apparently it did well for amc I-, I get it yeah i get it and then one of my faves on peacock uh the traitors is going to have a second season and there will be a season one reunion streaming on Peacock February 28th, which should be a hoot and a holler. Love because it. I'm sure Alan Cumming will be there yeah. with all of the reality TV baddies and the players. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Oh, I know what I meant. I forgot to mention it. Showtime also, Showtime also announced that they're going to be doing some new Dexter like spinoffs and things. Yeah. To show how young Dexter grew into Dexter, and two two shows, right? Yeah, yeah. They, I, Dexter New Blood and Dexter Origins. All oh, right, Dexter's so, son, Harrison, and then young Dexter, basically. So, okay, well, yes, exactly. Okay, and then Showtime's also building out the Billions universe, and this is a show I really love. But one of the things they're building out is a show set in London. And to me, that's industry. Industry, which right? is great and stands on its own. I know. That's on HBO It's, it's HBO, Max. though. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, huh. and well. I think they're, they're also doing a show called Trillions and Millions. And I think there was also like a, a Billions Miami in there. So we'll see what actually <laughs> happens. But the good, the, on the plus side, uh, Brian Koppelman and David Levian are just fantastic writers. They're insanely smart. So that's why I love Billions. So, and I think they'll also attract some really great actors. Oh, okay, cool. So, so I'm, I'm excited to see, like... about this extended universe. We'll see. How, and also, I don't think they're all going to happen at the same time. Right. I think it's going to be, like, a slow like slow roll. So, yeah. um, also, we, we have to talk about this, because this is really sticking in my craw this week, Andy. <laughs> Yellowstone. Literally one of the biggest hits on television. <laughs> yeah, but Kevin Costner's too cool. He's decided... She doesn't want to work no. very much. Yeah, he only she only wants, wants to work for a week. He said like a week. A week. I mean, like, buddy, I know you're hunkered down, you know, hunkered in place in Montecito or whatever the fuck <laughs> it was. Santa Barbara. The Golden Globes, but I mean, we get it. I mean, I want to hunker down in place too there, but... Uh, what bothers me... He's the show. Well, it's also, he's an executive producer on the show. He's produced movies. This is not a man who doesn't understand the industry. I would say he doesn't understand, maybe doesn't understand television as much. 
but everybody understands a hit. But it's not like he's in, I know he's been in some recent movies, but it's not like he's this, I don't, I mean, unless I'm missing something, it's not like he's this huge in-demand movie star these days, is he? Maybe I'm wrong. Well, he's been, he's been busy working on Yellowstone. He hasn't really been available. Yeah. And also, I don't know if he wants to do movies as much. Or needs to do anything, frankly. Maybe that's it. I think, I think that's Amazing. more accurate. <laughs> but what kills me is that whether you're working on a movie or a TV show, uh, forgive me, I'm going to fall back on uh, Hillary Clinton. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. And so what really irritated me is the fact that he would have the gall, the balls, the cojones to make a demand like this. To say, yeah, but I only want to work for a week. Yeah. Which he knows. As a producer, he knows that is just not going to fly. Right, right. Not it just with puts what the entire production at risk. So, you know, uh, Leslie Goldberg at The Hollywood Reporter did some really good report. Oh, she made a great observation about it in that they could literally take the rest of the cast from Yellowstone, kind of do like a, a spinoff. And the talk was that they'd bring in Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I, I heard the Matthew McConaughey rumor, and he's great. And, and let me tell you, you know, that'd be a great show. Yeah. Well, and then I think it was her. She was and also you know my... talking about there was a little bit of a little intrigue here with the fact that this is a Paramount-produced show, but the streaming rights are on Peacock. But not forever. Well, there was a little bit They're of gonna revert a potential that, that this could be, his, even Kevin Costner saying he wants to pull out could be a behind-the-scenes way to create a new show that gets to be on Paramount. Right, I that mean, they fully own. It's all above That my they head. fully own. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. Once, he's, once I heard he's trying to pull this move, I was like, I hope he gets screwed out of every dollar possible. Mm, yes. But I know he has the best lawyers. Vengeance. So he won't, well, no, but he, but he, he deserves podcast. that. You don't do, you don't do that. You're, put, no, you're endangering the jobs yeah. of like, what, three, 400 people. Totally. Yes. That is, I, any respect I had for this man, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. It is, it is just not good behavior. No, and you could say, I'm only going to do it for another two years or whatever, like give people an exit ramp. But to kind of... But to say I only want to work for a week when he knows that's not realistic. Yeah. That is infuriating. Yeah. I don't even work on the show and I'm mad. I can't imagine how Taylor Sheridan feels. Right. Well, you know? yeah. He has a lot of other things in the... In so. The, yeah. In the anyway, thank you for attending my TED Talk. That's what's sticking in my craw this week. <laughs> um, okay, Andy, I watched the Grammys. Were you still, were you still traveling? Wait a minute. Or I was home... I don't care about the Grammys. That's fair. Because I think that a lot of the music, I, I have a lot of opinions on the Grammys and mm. the music that they choose and how mainstream and boring and bland almost all of it is. Wow. And I don't care about it. Okay. So I caught some highlights. Okay. Specifically, you saw Madonna <laughs> on the Grammys introducing Kim Petras. I knew she was going to go Smith. there with me. I, oh, I warned him. <laughs> I warned him. Um, Thoughts? Uh, <laughs> yes. Any well, first of all, anytime Madonna does anything ever, there is outrage and moralistic backlash, and how dare she? And oh my goodness! And oh, I'm so concerned about her. And just like clockwork, she shows up, and that's what happens. And and it's all focused on her face. And if if, if you've been following her, she has looked like this for, for a while, at least a decade. For uh, no. Yeah. Not for no, not for yeah, decade. Kind of. And I, I mean, I respect your 
your position as a Madonna stand, but she hasn't looked like this for a decade. She's had some serious work done in the last, I'd say, five years. At least. Maybe at least. And she does not look like herself. I, I, she looks different. Absolutely. I, that, so I posted that article from the New York Times. There was a, it was a, a, a you know, Je- Jennifer Weiner wrote an op ed about it. And her, and I, I liked her take on this. Madonna is very, here's my thing. The, the, the issue I have is when people go, oh, I'm so concerned about her. Oh my goodness. How, oh no. Like they're so worried about her. Madonna is fully in command of her art and herself and her life. Madonna is not a person that needs anybody's concern or, or you know, concern for their well-being. And that's where I take offense from it is when okay. people are like, oh, no, there must be something wrong with her. Madonna's doing what Madonna wants to do. At this point, she's heard all the feedback from everybody in the universe on how she looks. And she's made the decision that she's going to continue to look this way. And I liked the, that New York Times piece because it said this is, this is an intentional choice. Right. This is a piece of performance art. This is the face she wants to put out mm-hmm. there. And I support her right to do that. What ticked me off, one, I'm not concerned about her because she's a full-grown woman. She knows what she's doing. When she made a statement saying, all I've gotten is the misogyny and the this and that, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> people are looking at you because you made yourself look like a freak. And so people are like, you're Madonna. You're already like one of the greatest rebels and mavericks and, you know, people who have pushed boundaries and limits. Why would you do this to yourself? When I looked at her, I thought, what made you want to do this to yourself? What made you want to pull yourself that tight? Her face literally looks like a shiny penny. And look, I have great respect for good plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. And also, I know when people get to Madonna's level, they can afford the best. Yeah. Madonna did not go to the best people. Because if she did, she wouldn't look the way she looks. And I'm discounting the bleached brows, which makes everyone look weird. Yeah, that I don't get. But her face literally looks like it's pulled way too tight and it's too shiny. You can see like Botox marks in her forehead. And what I guess what made me sad is, no, I'm not worried for her. She's fine. She knows what she's doing. But in her head... You know, she's 64 years old. This is a woman who never gave a shit. What, what made her feel she had to do this to herself? She is brilliant at reinvention. I agree with you on that. But what makes me sad is, is when you're a public figure, is, is there no aging gracefully? I mean, I can f- there are women out there in Hollywood who do it. Michelle Pfeiffer, Cher, Glenn Close, uh, Jane Fonda. Yeah. Rita Moreno. I guess I just, I mean, we don't know the story behind it. And we don't know, and different people age in different ways. And we don't know, like... We don't know it because Madonna immediately takes a defensive posture. And it's like, well, no, why don't you tell us why you did this to yourself? Because I, I want to know. But she doesn't owe that to anybody. Either. You're right. But enough people are asking, Andy. Yeah. And people aren't asking out of misogyny. And that made me mad when she said that. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. I don't Fair know. Fair enough. I, I mean, I think it's the, the, this is new territory in some ways. I mean, plastic surgery has been around for a while, 
but it's definitely you know not it's in within our lifetimes it's you know it, this is a new surgery has been around for i'm old it's been around for longer than mine it's just gotten better over the years and there are more subtle ways to do it yeah that don't wouldn't make you look like she looked she believe me madonna before she started doing what she's doing to herself was still a very handsome woman yeah i mean she had one of the greatest unique faces think of all the photos we've seen of madonna over the years i don't know i i mean i follow her like day in and day out and i'm a no i mean i've I've seen the decline on instagram but i'm just but i but you you call it a decline i call it she's made whatever you call it a change she wants to make with it would i would it be great if she looked more natural i i wouldn't mind personally but I, to me, that's not important because what is important is this is a woman that's like, and I, and, and, and just pet peeve is anybody that comes to me with like, well, what about Cher? And I'm like, what about Cher? I just hate that comparison because they're not the same person. They're not the same artist. They're not. No. So, but I get that a lot. I hear when I have this argument, everybody always goes to Cher. And I'm like, you don't know anything about these two women don't even like each other. They've never liked each other. Well, that doesn't matter. Well, I know, but it's just, I, that's such a silly comparison to pick one other artist and like, you like, Anyway, that's just my own personal. It's not. This is not directed okay. at you. This is just. I okay. had this conversation this week again. Well, what about Cher? She did it, and I'm like, I don't fucking care about Cher. I literally don't care about Cher. Madonna can do whatever she wants to do. Madonna, you know, created a whole fucking hospital and university and school system in Malawi, and nobody talks about that. Madonna has sold, first of all, like five times what Cher has sold. Nobody talks about that. Like everybody just wants to focus on how she looks, and I just that just bugs me. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see what the reaction to her upcoming tour is. I'm I'm going to be really curious to see some of the coverage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but and how? I mean, and how is she supposed to age? And what is she supposed to do? I just no, no, this is the thing. This there is, the is part, no one way to do it. Yeah. Well, that's. I guess that's all I would ask. Is all I would say about it is there's no one way to do it, and. If this is how she chooses to do it, she's heard it. She doesn't need anybody. She doesn't, she's not, she doesn't need right. people to tell her. Like, she's heard this critique already. I will offer, as the last, as the button on this, I was, there was also a very good article in the Washington Post about this, which was um, just a nice kind of summation of all the others, of all the public conversation about mm-hmm. it and things like that. So I think that's a, a good read as well. Um, but I knew you would feel strongly about this being the Madonna stand oh God, that I'm you just, are. It's just, I can't help it. I get she's it. She's my, she's my thing. You she know, she's your North star, baby. She's my North star. She's your shining star. And I'm very protective of her. Like she's it matters. Lucky star. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're lucky star. She's my lucky star. I get it, baby. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting. Yeah. You know, and how are you supposed to age? I, you know, it's, we're in a, we're, I, 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 I guess my point was we, plastic surgery has been around, but it's, I don't know. It's more accessible to different people to make their own choices on how they choose to age. Right. And I think it's a, it's a conversation that's worth having. Um, uh. I would love to see <laughs> another woman have that conversation with Madonna. Because I, I, I would like to hear Madonna's thoughts on aging. Honestly, that is something I would like to hear. I don't think she'll ever sit down and talk about I it. I don't think she will either. She doesn't care. I'm, or she you know might what? care, but that's gonna, not where I'm she is. I'm putting it is. out to the universe. I think she'd much rather talk about how she's living her life and the art she's trying to make now and Probably. her family and her kids and all the... And, that's why and, she's going on tour. Yeah. I she don't wants think to she make music. wants to sit back and talk about 
you know, how things could have been or should have been or how she was supposed to do something differently. So I guess anyway, I guess that's where I would fall with it is, is that this is this is who she's always been and who she always will be. Fair and enough. She's going to push those buttons and maybe she's doing it intentionally just because she knows it pisses people off. <laughs> well, speaking of musical superstars, Ooh. Rihanna's headlining the Super Bowl's uh, halftime show, which I think there's con- I mean, yeah, I know the football game's a big deal. I understand it's the biggest game of the year. Two black so, quarterbacks. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. And the two brothers who play on opposite teams, the Kelsey, Kelsey brothers. Oh, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about who, that. Who does their mom root for? Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, but that halftime show from Rihanna should be absolutely incredible. Yeah. She, she did the press conference and said, well, she says, I've got 17 years of music that I'm trying to figure out what to do. She hasn't made music in 17 years That's not true. <laughs> The rumor has it that like she has, she's going to have an album coming out. I hope so. She, I think she said she was I think, dropping one I soon. I think that should be the deal, that if you get to do the halftime show, which she deserves because she's a freaking icon, you need to put out some new music. Everyone's been asking for that for a while. <laughs> yeah. And if football nor Rihanna interests you, there is always the puppy bull. On Animal Planet, which has tons of cuteness and just doggies galore, puppies galore, playing a fake football game. And I love Cute. it. And it's always the best. Yeah. And all the dogs uh, get adopted because they're all from uh, shelters. I know. I love it. So that. it's really lovely. Love it. Um, Andy. <gasps> Speaking of, can we go in? Oh, actually, it is well, next on our list. Speaking of women aging and making choices and having a redemption arc. Perfect segue. Perfect segue to talk about. Uh, Love Pamela. Great documentary on Netflix. I loved it. Right? I mean, I, I always liked her. She I know you did. I'm not like a huge fan. I never had really strong opinions. And I just really fell in love with her in this documentary. Hard not to. Right? She's it, so it surprised me. vulnerable and searing yes. and, and kind of quirky and very much her own self. And and very sexual, like she she very much conveyed this. I think more sensual than sex- sens- sexual. Yeah, I guess what I mean by that is like there's no apologies. None. She's not apologizing for her past and for using her beauty in the ways she did, well, but she, it came she, at a cost. And she doesn't have regrets, and she really makes it clear that a lot of what she does, it's all about love. To her, yes. it's all about You're love. Right. You're right. And I found that just so admirable. And also, you see her in this she's documentary. She's romantic. Like, hopeless. She is not done up a lot. She's not super made no. up. She's, she doesn't have her glam squad hovering over her. We talk about aging well. She oh, stunner. Aging phenomenal. And her two grown boys. <clears throat> yeah. Who are. They're gorgeous, Seem to be too. lovely guys. And really nice. <laughs> yeah. They seem to be. Lo- I was going to say lovely guys. Yeah. Um, really wonderful. Uh, and, but boy, oh boy, what a, it's such a good documentary. It's such a good documentary. I mean, she, it, it, she, I knew she went through the ringer with the sex tape when it came out. I knew that was a horrible thing for her. I didn't fully comprehend how devastating it was and how much it really did end her career because, uh, well, not end it, but it, 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 it Hurt damaged it, it severely. In a big way. Yeah. I feel like Hulu's Pam and Tommy was actually very faithful to how detrimental it was to her much more than it was to Tommy. There. Okay. And I didn't watch it, but I, I there's a whole, I watched a little bit. I didn't finish it. I felt like, um, I mean, she, she can't even watch it because she's too um, scarred by the entire thing because it happened to her. 
Um, and so she doesn't give it a chance at all. Right. And, and I think that's a fair, that's a fair position to take because it wasn't, she was not involved. She was not paid. She was not, you know. Well, it, it was her life. And I understand if she life, doesn't want to take see it. And then, yeah. Again. Also, that's why this documentary is so important because it's especially important for her to tell her own story. Yeah. Definitely. The way she wants it told. And apparently she wrote this book. So this is, she's got a memoir as yes. well as a documentary. Apparently yes. this book she wrote without a ghostwriter, which I believe because she, the whole documentary is, has excerpts of her diaries and she's been writing diaries and for her entire so life. she was like a teenager. And fascinating. Yeah. She's a, she is a writer. That is how she expresses herself. And I just found it so fascinating, and I really, really loved her, and I'm, I'm happy to see her get a second chance. I'm, I'm so happy they made this documentary. She just, she really deserves it. It's oh, long overdue. And then can we talk about the best part of it? When she gets asked to do Chicago. <laughs> and Which is it, wonderful. It's just wonderful. It's delightful. And she worked so hard. She got asked to, you know, do a guest, a guest to be starring Roxy Hart. To be Roxy, Roxy Hart. Yeah. And they show her, you know, getting the invitation and rehearsing, and, and, then rehearsing. and she's very talented and she's got great control over her body and, and she's she very gives, disciplined. And she gives it the college try, she baby. She does. Right? And she got good reviews. I think people were just happy to see her too. Yeah. Honestly. But she did it. She did the work. I, and I think it, it seemed to me she's a watching her. Person, yes. And right? it seemed to me like, yeah. she's very much in a, like a yes and phase. Like, she's open. She's open to a lot of things right now. Yeah. And, you know, she talks about all these different marriages that she had. And she's had a lot now, maybe four or five. five. And how and the one things that didn't is work out. Current, and, during the documentary you know, filming has now ended. Has already. now ended, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But she, and it just, she just keeps going back to me, look, I'm a romantic and I believe in love. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's like it's there's something really beautiful about it. And... There's nothing like hearing her tell her story. I we cannot recommend this one. No, it's like great. more highly than. And I can only imagine that she's getting offers left, I right, and so. center. Well, apparently she's got a so. cooking show in Love in it. works and other stuff already. So anyway, it'll be fun to see. Oh, that's sweet. Hopefully, she has a nice career reinvention now. I want her to make gets... some money because she kept saying how you know she never made any money off a sec off that sex tape. Yeah, which is not a penny, and she was offered five million dollars. That's right. Yeah. that's right yeah it's just a wrong thing to do um on the funnier side uh both andy and i have been watching uh uh the netflix show kunk on earth which is uh, i would say i it, this is an air quotes a historical docuseries <laughs> and it is just very funny and tongue-in-cheek and my god it just it just makes me giggle it's uncontrollably. So, so silly and so much fun to watch. Definitely. And it's nice uh, when some of these shows kind of take on just history. Because history can be dry and boring. Yeah. Or it can be really entertaining. And I'm happy to report also I've, I've watched the screeners for History of the World Part 2, which is coming up on oh, Hulu. Fun. Which yes. is just chock full of shtick. Comedy and shtick because... The executive producers who who worked with Mel Brooks, you know, because it's from the Mel Brooks movie, uh, Nick Kroll, Ike Barinholtz, Wanda Sykes, Pamela Adlon, Pamela Adlon you know, all these incredible yeah. comedy people, and then just an array of talent of comedy talent oh, I can't are wait in it for this, and it's going to be like a four night event on Hulu starting March sixth. So 
make sure you watch it because oh my gosh what quinta brunson and jb smooth and uh jay ellis so many great zazie beats okay. is in it tons and tons of funny people oh when does that air march 6th oh, you just said that okay yeah <laughs> apparently and you're listening out there but andy's not listening in here <laughs> which is pretty part for the course so typical <laughs> Moving right along, as we like to say, we've we've also been watching Extraordinary on Hulu, which is a Britcom about uh, are they teenagers or twenty somethings? Um, they're who are finding their superpowers. They're all over eighteen because I think eighteen is when you get so everybody in this universe, oh, right. you get a superpower right around eighteen, but around not 18. always at eight, not always at eighteen. And one of the girls is still waiting. She's to- twenty five and she hasn't gotten it yet. Not looking good. Not looking good. It's a very funny, charming, easy watch. Yes. I, I just binged right through it. I also tried another show that was kind of similar, Lockwood and Company on Netflix. I heard it's really charming. I have not I, watched yet. I started it, and that is much more of like a teen show, okay. and I didn't stick with it, and then I went right to Extraordinary and just fell in love with it. I heard Lockwood and Company is like a great family viewing show. I would say it's more of that, yeah. But yeah. forgive me, I have... I, I, audience i owe you one it, i haven't watched more, that it's yet probably the, i'm probably not the target audience for that i did start watching some new episodes of you on netflix and i have to say it's a it's worth it just for pen badgley's gorgeously messy curly hair <laughs> and that beard it's just it's he's delicious and they've reset it and he's in london now and that's all i'm gonna say because you should just watch it they're dropping this season in two parts so part one has dropped. I'm not sure. I think it's four or five episodes. And then part two will drop at a later date that I cannot remember March right now. 9th. I Is just it, was listened it? to um, yeah, TV's Top 5 podcast interview with the Oh, with showrunner. Sarah Gamble. With Sarah yeah. Gamble. Yeah. Wonderful. So uh, I, I still like the show. I've been watching you from the beginning. So I'm into it. Um, I do want to talk. Uh, I've really been loving Poker Face on Peacock. I, okay. This okay, I just have to like but this week's I have to make episode? a grand statement here. Oh, sorry. Poker Face is my favorite piece of TV in recent memory. Maybe since like hacks, I don't know. Wow. I'm trying to think like Poker Face. High praise. Everything about it I love. It is like comfort watching and funny and stylish and weird and the acting and the guest stars are just over the top. Like I just think the show is beyond brilliant i would agree i have just been one i'm just amused every time i watch an episode this week's episode with ellen barkin and tim meadows especially delicious first of all how great is it to see ellen barkin and tim meadows that's true and they're so good together but i love ellen barkin but tim meadows is on the goldbergs i love Mm, the tim meadows He is always, he tries to always be working. He's terrific, though. Yeah. Very good in this episode. Yeah. And, and then my other favorite, who I know you do not like, Jamila oh. Jamil. Oh. <laughs> Thankfully, she had a smaller role. She did. This. Yeah. I didn't have to endure her for so, long. We won't get into that one. Sorry, Jamila. <laughs> that will turn into another Madonna. No, no, no. It's, look. No, no, no. She's an internet liar. That's all. That's all she I has, have to say. She has lied. Or, excuse me, allegedly, allegedly, no, she allegedly. Has, she has told some stories. She's told some whoppers. She's done way more good than bad. I will say that. Because she gives platforms to you some know what? really amazing I have no disagreement there. 
and, and she does she does have a tendency to exaggerate her health issues i think that is you you uh educated me on that and then i learned that is probably true allegedly allegedly uh dear listener a light google search and you will unveil the things I have unveiled. So yeah. Yeah. let's leave it at that because yes, she did a lovely job in this episode. <laughs> Yay! And I from Diane. enjoyed, and I, you know, look, she did a great job in it. She was, she, she was fine. You know, I loved when she wanted him dead on that floor. She fell through like, the floor. Oh God, Spoiler I... alert. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. This is a vengeful podcast. But honestly, more Ellen Barkin. Oh my God, she's so good. Stunner. She is. Stunner. What was that show? It was a Ryan Murphy show that only got one. I think only got one season. It was a gay couple. It was ahead of its time. It was like a. The one with Andrew Reynolds and Justin Bartha. Yes. The new normal. The new normal. And she she played the mom, I think, of one of the guys. Good Lord, your memory's good. Yeah. And she was so phenomenal. And that show was, it was an amazing show. It was really just ahead of its time. I would agree with you. And um, anyway, I I don't remember seeing her in much since then. And that was a few years ago. I don't either. It was so much fun. And I mean, just the people like that have been in the show, Chloe Sevigny and uh, who else? I don't know. So many great guest stars. Well, I mean, just having Benjamin Bratt in the show, terrific. Yeah. And um, Hong Chow oh, was Chow. in the that Chow. one. Yeah, uh, Oscar nominee Hong Chow. And they're the one of the upcoming ones has Nick Nolte. So I've seen that. That one. should be interesting. Yeah. I haven't watched all the screeners. I I've watched them all because I you just ate. I up. watched this one like weeks ago because nom, I nom. couldn't stop. Nom nom. I just couldn't get enough. Understood. Yeah. Understood. And Natasha Leone is just she is style. She is humor. She is just perfection. So as we were talking about earlier, yes. Um, you know this show, Natasha Leone and Rian Johnson have. Um, you know, said Columbo was a big influence. And Columbo was on in my household as a kid, but I didn't really remember it. So I have now gone into a deep dive into Columbo. <laughs> I'm a huge Murder, She Wrote addict. Yeah, I was just going to say so that. They, I think they mentioned that as an influence too, but it's, but I Poker Face Colum- is much more influenced by Columbo. Seriously. And Natasha Leone is like channeling Peter Falk. The shagginess of the it. The shagginess of it. And just her kind of low-key. Yes shaggy humor and everything and and the and the, the show is the similarities are that like you know who the murderer is at yeah. the beginning and then it's all about your hero figuring that charlie out Kale, you see and charlie nailing and how she person. figures it out yeah. yeah and that's how columbo acts or, or you know yeah that's how that works too um side note past what's the hook guest ben sinclair yes uh, had a small role yes, in this episode Firing. and he also directed it Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, did. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah firing her character. Her character for being firing a bad waitress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so but yeah, Poker love, Face. Just if you're not already on, it. on the train of Poker Face, please watch it because you will probably really wonderful. A new episodes drop on Thursdays on Peacock, so definitely uh, check it out. Um, boy, oh boy. Oh, Andy, there's just there's I so know. much. Have we even talked about? Um, Pedro Pascal, I think we did already. <laughs> we did, because I made you watch the fan yeah. cam sketch. Yeah. So, but, but Last of Us continues to be just a really great show. Melanie Linsky's arc yes. has started. Yeah. So great to see her. First of all, great to see her on any show. Yeah. And I wouldn't think with Yellow Jackets that she would have any time to do anything else, but apparently they, they got her right. for this. So 
I think she she'll probably be in. I'm hoping at least a few episodes. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I don't know. And we hadn't we haven't talked about this in a few weeks, but the episode last week with Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman, which literally set the internet on fire. Oh crap! Yeah. I mean, I was not expecting to be sobbing at the end of that. Nobody was. was. Yeah. Nobody was. Nobody was because there was nothing. I guess nothing like that in the game, and. You I think know, it was referenced that beca- this character had a male partner in the oh, game, but it wasn't like okay. fully fleshed out. And so, yeah. That- I was watching uh, one of the many shows that Nick Offerman stopped by, and he basically said he got the script, and his lovely wife, Megan Mullally, yeah. read it, and I mean, she looked at him and said, ever. Buddy, you're going to Calgary. You're doing this. <laughs> yeah. He says, Now, if she, he says she's a goddess, and if she says, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Oh, my it. God. They're like couple goals. Right? Yeah. So, so cute. Uh, and he's, and he, of course, Nick Offerman's very glad that he did. And Murray Bartlett, talk about your TV MVP. He needs to be like the gay hero. Like, he needs to be the gay leading man romantic lead like enough with you know what he's he's, enough with billy uh, billy eichner i'm so sorry i'm gonna put it out there like these are not our this is what people want is murray bartlett he can be the lead i'm not the first to say this no 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 but i will continue to say i think people also (laughs) said it i don't know how many years ago when he guessed it on sex in the city oh interesting and he played like uh carrie met him at a gay dance club. Oh. And uh, he was like this gorgeous, gorgeous, like shoe representative. And he says to Carrie, you know, I'm a shoe representative. She goes, you wouldn't kid a girl, would you? Oh, I remember that now. Oliver. Oh, yeah. That was his name. Oh. Hot then. Yeah. Hot now. And I think when he did Looking for HBO, I think that did an enormous amount for people to see him, you know, as a lead, you know, He's been in these great ensemble pieces too, but let me tell you that season one of White Lotus. Whew, I mean, talk was... about distinguishing yourself. Yeah. And I'm not. Yeah. And that doesn't even include shit in the suit. Oh, <laughs> Frankly, I could have done without that element, but but funny is funny. <laughs> funny is funny, and he's got he's got it all. Like he's funny. He's heartfelt. He. I agree with you. Powerhouse, and he's hot. I watch a rom com with him. I think I, you know, it sealed the deal. Just for, again, for, like a looking Ray Do, him and Jonathan Groff. Oh, fuck can yes. you imagine oh what God. a hit that would be? Because yes. everyone Jonathan loves Groff. the Groff sauce. Yeah, you always need more Groff sauce. Yeah, he also can be. Yes, he he is allowed in my world to have those roles of the romantic leading man. It's so big of you, Mandy. I will let people know who can and can't do it. And honestly, if they would just listen, they wouldn't lose all this money making Uncoupled and Andy has a very, very specific casting couch. (sighs) Um, For all of you lovers out there, before we leave you, I just want to remind you that on February 14th, Valentine's Day, Perfect Match is dropping on Netflix. And it brings together uh, single stars from netflix's unscripted series love is blind the ultimatum too hot to handle the mole and more this actually sounds really fun (laughs) i've watched some of it it is fun but like they have to pick someone who's a mate like right when they get to this house like the first night because if you wind up being the singleton like you could be expelled so um 
it, you know, but hey, Netflix has great success with these shows. And I have no doubt this will be like a knocking out of the park hit for them. Oh, so right. I have no doubt. February 15th, Wu-Tang and American Saga starts its third and final season on Hulu. And February 16th, Joel McHale stars in a new comedy on Fox called Animal Control. Okay, I'm going to admit my bias. I'm a huge Joel McHale fan. Fair. He is dry and snarky and smart Mm -hmm. and funny. And I'm just very happy that he's going to be in a new show. I think this is the kind of show that fits on Fox. Yeah. Um, It's kind of just a very straight ahead comedy. So I'm in. I've, I've watched a couple of screeners. I'm in. He's got a good, solid ensemble around him. So it's a good one. Check it out. I'm also very much enjoying Fox's new drama, Accused, which is a case of the week about everyday folks who wind up being accused of very serious crimes. And you get kind of the full backstory on them. It's a really interesting show. Howard Gordon and Alex Gansa, who ran Homeland, are two of the showrunners behind it. But they have a really great diverse mix of talent working behind the scenes and as directors. And there's a lot of really interesting stories. Um, I believe you can watch the past ep- the episodes that have aired on Hulu. I really love the Michael Chiklis one. I also love the one that Marley Matlin directed about a deaf baby. Mm. There's some really, really terrific stories. So that's called Accused. And you can look for that on Hulu. Um, that is all I've got for this week, Andy. Because, whew, I'm tired. Yeah. That, that was a lot to go through. That's a lot. That was a lot. We've been... So maybe maybe yeah. Andy will stay out of the bunker for a while. Yeah, let's hope. Maybe. No more. For a little while. No more random trips to parts unknown. Um, I am at the Surfer Board on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. You can leave us suggestions, thoughts, whatever you want. Um, we hope you're watching a lot of good TV. I'm looking for more comedies. So... If you have found some funny stuff, yeah. please tell me. Share with me. And Andy is at Seriously, Seriously Andy. Andy. And we will be back, I hope, next week. If, we are, I'm if, here for you, Diane. I was going to say, if Andy doesn't flee town again, <laughs> nope. flee the country. Nope. I'm here. You're stuck with me for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Excellent. All right. We will talk to you soon. And you take care out there, everyone. Bye.